Hello, and welcome to The Open Storybook. I'm your narrator, Glenn, and now it's story time. With Easter last month, I began thinking about the Easter Bunny. That led me to think about rabbits and literature, and eventually gave me a theme to run with for this episode. This month's episode is all about rabbits. And turtles. Sort of. Specifically, we're talking about a hare, which differs from a rabbit in that they live in above-ground nests and tend to be more solitary. They're typically larger than rabbits, and hence a bit faster. Far slower, however, is the other animal we're discussing, the tortoise. Or is it slower? Yes. Yes, it is. The term turtle is usually used interchangeably with tortoise as well as terrapin. They're all common names, however, and do not refer to any precise scientific definition. For the most part, we lean towards using turtle to refer to all such animals, but tortoise tends to define those that live solely on the land. And yes, slow-moving is often used to describe all such animals. While we have phrases such as quick like a bunny attached to our friends in the genus Lepus, hares can run upwards of 40 to 50 miles per hour, making it one of the fastest land animals in the world. Tortoises, on the contrary, can't even reach one-tenth that speed. The fastest tortoise can run about as fast as the average adult human walks. This, obviously, brings us to the classic story of the tortoise and the hare. Or is it the hare and the tortoise? Interestingly, I've always known it as the tortoise and the hare, although in the original Aesop fable, the hare seems to get top billing. There is a recent picture book that puts the tortoise first, an unrelated novel from the 1950s, and the obligatory Disney short, but we'll get to that later. Since the tortoise does come out victorious, perhaps the hare was switched to first in the title to avoid spoiling the ending. Which I suppose I just did. Um, spoiler alert? Um, there are several interpretations of the story and its moral, and time has changed how we look at it. With a modern eye, we look at the tortoise as a hero, standing up to the hare as a bully. I'll be reading two different translations of the original Aesop fable which each offer their own moral directly in the story. The first closes with a biblical quote, the second with a quote from the tortoise himself. They amount to slow and steady wins the race. Interestingly, I was unable to find that direct quote in any Aesop translation, though I feel it's the one most closely associated with the tale. Another interesting fact I uncovered while researching this episode was that the hare and tortoise seem to have had a few adventures without each other. While the Aesop fable is probably the most well-known to Americans, the Brothers Grimm had their own German tale called The Hare and the Hedgehog. In that story, the hedgehog fools the hare by having his wife hiding near the finish line, so the hare thinks he's been beaten. The distraught hare keeps demanding additional races until, in true Grimm fashion, he dies of exhaustion. Not to be outdone by the hare, the tortoise has his own adventure with the Greek legend Achilles. Sort of. Achilles and the tortoise 
refers to what is known as one of Zeno's paradoxes of motion. It states, uh, from Aristotle's physics, that in a race, the quickest runner can never overtake the slowest, since the pursuer must first reach the point whence the pursued started, so that the slower must always hold a lead. Uh, to explain, let's say the tortoise has a 50-yard head start on Achilles. By the time Achilles covers that 50 yards, the tortoise has gone another 4 yards. Achilles then covers that 4 in a second, but the tortoise has gone another yard. Each time that Achilles covers the tortoise's lead, the tortoise moves more, so Achilles can never catch him. This is really a question of logic, however, since we of course know that Achilles will surpass the tortoise. Uh, okay, that got a bit technical, so let's move on to cartoons. As stated earlier, Disney covered this fable in their 1934 Silly Symphony short, The Tortoise and the Hare, starring Max Hare and Toby Tortoise. Toby starts off as a bit of a laughingstock, and Max is a stereotypically overconfident jokester who likes to impress. That overconfidence proves his undoing when Toby wins the race while Max is busy impressing the girls. Toby and Max went on to appear several more times in various Disney products, as recently as the 2019 Mickey Mouse short Carried Away. Interestingly, the designer of Max Hare, Charlie Thorson, also had a hand in designing another cartoon rabbit, Bugs Bunny. Bugs has his own shot at the fable, facing off against Cecil Tortoise in the 1941 Merry Melodies short Tortoise Beats Hare. This one takes more inspiration from Grimm's The Hare and the Hedgehog, when Cecil gets his friends, who bear an incredibly strong resemblance to him, to torture Bugs all along the racecourse and at the finish line by appearing ahead of him. A Bugs Bunny is, of course, famous for his chicanery, and Cecil is the only one that turns it back on him in similar fashion. So, that brings us to the stories. As I said, I'll be starting with two versions of the Aesop fable. From there, I'll also be reading The True History of the Hare and the Tortoise, which expands a bit on the original fable, and finish with the poem The Persevering Tortoise and the Pretentious Hare. Enjoy! The Hare and the Tortoise A hare was making fun of the tortoise one day for being so slow. Do you ever get anywhere? he asked with a mocking laugh. Yes, replied the tortoise, and I get there sooner than you think. I'll run you a race and prove it. The hare was much amused at the idea of running a race with the tortoise, but for the fun of the thing he agreed. So the fox, who had consented to act as judge, marked the distance and started the runners off. The hare was soon far out of sight, and to make the tortoise feel very deeply how ridiculous it was for him to try a race with a hare, he lay down beside the course to take a nap until the tortoise should catch up. The tortoise, meanwhile, kept going slowly but steadily, and, after a time, passed the place where the hare was sleeping. But the hare slept on very peacefully, and when at last he did wake up, the tortoise was near the goal. The hare now ran his swiftest, but he could not overtake the tortoise in time. The race is not always to the swift. The Hare and the Tortoise The hare was once boasting of his speed before the other animals. I have never yet been beaten, said he, 
When I put forth my full speed, I challenge anyone here to race with me. The tortoise said quietly, I accept your challenge. That is a good joke, said the hare. I could dance round you all the way. Keep your boasting till you've beaten, answered the tortoise. Shall we race? So a course was fixed and a start was made. The hare darted almost out of sight at once, but soon stopped and, to show his contempt for the tortoise, lay down to have a nap. The tortoise plodded on and plodded on, and when the hare awoke from his nap, he saw the tortoise just near the winning post and could not run up in time to save the race. Then said the tortoise, Plodding wins the race. The True History of the Hare and the Tortoise For a long time, there was doubt with acrimony among the beasts as to whether the hare or the tortoise could run the swifter. Some said the hare was the swifter of the two because he had such long ears, and others said the tortoise was the swifter because anyone whose shell was so hard as that should be able to run hard too. And lo, the forces of estrangement and disorder perpetually postponed a decisive contest. But when there was nearly a war among the beasts, at last an arrangement was come to, and it was decided that the hare and the tortoise should run a race of five hundred yards, so that all should see who was right. Ridiculous nonsense, said the hare, and it was all his backers could do to get him to run. The contest is most welcome to me, said the tortoise. I shall not shirk it. Oh, how his backers cheered. Feeling ran high on the day of the race. The goose rushed at the fox and nearly pecked him. Both sides spoke loudly of the approaching victory up to the very moment of the race. I am absolutely confident of success, said the tortoise. But the hare said nothing. He looked bored and cross. Some of his supporters deserted him then and went to the other side, who were loudly cheering the tortoise's inspiriting words. But many remained with the hare. We shall not be disappointed in him, they said. A beast with such long ears is bound to win. Run hard, said the supporters of the tortoise. And run hard became a kind of catchphrase, which everybody repeated to one another. Hard shell and hard living, that's what the country wants. Run hard they said, and these words were never uttered, but multitudes cheered from their hearts. Then they were off, and suddenly there was a hush. The hare dashed off for about a hundred yards. Then he looked round to see where his rival was. It is rather absurd, he said, to race with a tortoise. And he sat down and scratched himself. Run hard, run hard, shouted some. Let him rest, shouted others. And let him rest became a catchphrase, too. And after a while, his rival drew near to him. There comes that damned tortoise, said the hare. And he got up and ran as hard as could be so that he should not let the tortoise beat him. Those ears will win, said his friends. Those ears will win and establish upon an incontestable footing the truth of what we have said. And some of them turned to the backers of the tortoise and said, What about your beast now? Run hard, they replied, run hard. The hare ran on for nearly 300 yards, nearly, in fact, as far as the winning post, when it suddenly struck him what a fool he looked, running races with a tortoise who was nowhere in sight. 
and he sat down again and scratched. Run hard, run hard, said the crowd, and let him rest. Whatever is the use of it, said the hare, and this time he stopped for good. Some say he slept. There was desperate excitement for an hour or two, and then the tortoise won. Run hard, run hard, shouted his backers. Hard shell and hard living, that's what has done it. And then they asked the tortoise what his achievement signified. And he went and asked the turtle. And the turtle said, It is a glorious victory for the forces of swiftness. And then the tortoise repeated it to his friends. And all the beasts said nothing else for years. And even to this day, a glorious victory for the forces of swiftness is a catchphrase in the house of the snail. And the reason that this version of the race is not widely known is that very few of those that witnessed it survived the great forest fire that happened shortly after. It came up over the weald by night with a great wind. The hare and the tortoise and a very few of the beasts saw it far off from a high bare hill that was at the edge of the trees, and they hurriedly called a meeting to decide what messenger they should send to warn the beasts in the forest. They sent the tortoise. The Persevering Tortoise and the Pretentious Hare Once a turtle, finding plenty in seclusion to bewitch, lived a dulce far niente kind of life within a ditch. Rivers had no charm for him. As he told his wife and daughter, Though my friends are in the swim, mud is thicker far than water. One fine day, as was his habit, he was dozing in the sun when a young and flippant rabbit happened by the ditch to run. Come and race me, he exclaimed, fat inhabitant of puddles, sluggard, you should be ashamed, such a life the brain befuddles. This, of course, was banter merely, but it stirred the torpid blood of the turtle and severely forth he issued from the mud. Done, he cried. The race began, but the hare resumed his banter, seeing how his rival ran in a most unlovely canter, shouting, Terrapin, you're bested! You'd be wiser, dear old chap, if you sat down and rested when you reached the second lap. Quoth the turtle, I refuse. As for you, with all your talking, sit on any lap you choose. I shall simply go on walking. Now this sporting proposition was upon its face absurd, Yet the hare, with expedition, took the tortoise at his word, ran until the final lap, then, supposing he'd outclassed him, laid him down and took a nap, and the patient turtle passed him. Plodding on, he shortly made the line that marked the victor's goal, paused, and found he'd won, and laid the flattering unction to his soul. Then, in fashion grandiose, like an after-dinner speaker, touched his flipper to his nose and remarked, Ahem, Eureka! And the moral, lest you miss one, is there's often time to spare, and that races are, like this one, won not always by a hare. You've been listening to The Open Storybook. Narration, recording, and editing was by Glenn Reed. The Open Storybook theme was written and recorded by James P. Balseric. The Open Storybook is a backstage production. 
This month, we read The Hare and the Tortoise, first from The Aesop for Children, then from The Fables of Aesop, both written by Aesop, the later translated by Joseph Jacobs. We also read The True History of the Hare and the Tortoise, from 51 Tales by Lord Dunsany, and The Persevering Tortoise and the Pretentious Hare, from Fables for the Frivolous, by Guy Wetmore Carroll. You can visit us online at storybook.backstage.link or contact us via email at storybook@backstage.link. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and spread the word to friends who may be interested. Please join us next episode as we read further from The Open Storybook. Mm-hmm.